afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, KG, sitting in the big responsible chair with my man, Delonte. What's happening, brother? What's good, brother? Nothing much, man. Uh, hell of a day yesterday on Saturday for Wild Card Weekend. I mean, geez. Duh. Let's, I mean, we can just go ahead and jump into it because I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I lost both games. We did our picks off air. But I lost both games. You had the Colts going into Houston, taking on uh, the, uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. This was a systematic ass whooping. I had a feeling this was going to happen, and I have to chalk it up to a playoff experience, like uh, Watson. You know, this is, this is his first playoff Let's game. Bring in will you can tell he was kind of. My bad. That was a video from. NFL. No, no, that's all good. You know, you you could tell. He, you know, there were some jitters there. Some of them passes. You know, there were there were low balls. But luck. You know, luck. That he was on the money. You know, mm-hmm. he, he did enough. Um, you could tell they were basically towards the end. They were basically just trying to just maintain the lead but yeah i i think um you know the, the experience proved to be superior in that colts texas game man uh i'm i think it it was the same i i feel what you're saying because you hit the nail on the head andrew luck has been to the playoffs before and if I'm not mistaken, this was Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins' first time, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Now, not only that, I think that it was more along the lines of coaching. Not saying Bill O'Brien did a bad job, but he said he was like, I didn't do enough. I don't think they were prepared as well as they should have been to go into this game because it looked like the coach just did whatever they want. Um, Andrew Luck, 1932, 222 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Marlon Mack, 24 carries, 148 and a touchdown. Mm. Come on, man. And T.Y. Hilton, who Jonathan Joseph said he was a clown. You know, he wasn't going to do this. Five catches, 85 yards. You may have kept him out the the end zone, Mm -hmm. but he still had five catches for 85 yards. Uh. Eric Ebron, three catches for 26. Um, somebody that uh, I was talking to from a fantasy league, he called Eric Ebron one of the best in the league, one of the best tight ends in the league. And I kind of sort of had to give him the side eye, like, dude, he's good, but I don't, I'm not going to put him top five tight end in the league. Come on, cut it out. Nah. But he, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's good. Now, when you say best – I consider best top five. I ain't going to say top ten. He might be top ten, possibly top 15, but I'm not going to say the best. But, hey, Eric Ebron is a talent. I will give him that. Oh, yeah. And he's going to get better. Yes. He's going to get better. Then you got Deshaun Watson on the other side, 29 of 49, uh, 235, a touchdown, and an interception. I believe that a lot of his throws, he had a lot of pressure in his face. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we can't say. Um, Jeez. That coach I, defense is highly underrated. Yeah, 
man. But if you like defensive play, watch that game. And they 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 were in the right place at the right time. They were filling the lanes, and then the stunts they they were running, they were getting through. But not only that, the linebackers were moving and playing sideline to sideline. Like I want to I want to check this defense out because they play like this throughout the playoffs. It might be the coach that's going to the Super Bowl. Oh no! Well, yeah, they got to get past K- uh, KC, but yeah, you know, it's possible. It's po- and a hey, any given Sunday, as Junie say. Yes, sir. Uh, Deshaun Watson also has seventy six yards rushing. Uh, Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue. Lamar Miller eighteen yards rushing. Alfred Blue eight. Now I understand you had to kind of you had to really abandon the run because you were down by so much, but. Uh, I mean, off break, even when it, if it's seven nothing first quarter and you you know you're down fourteen nothing, I'm still gonna run the ball to to have that threat. And Deshaun Watson was moving the offense, but I thought that they would throw a little uh, zone read in there with him to like they were doing with Russell Wilson yesterday, which we'll get to. But I thought they would throw a little zone read in there to kind of keep him off balance, but. It was like they were just slamming it into the line for three yards, slamming it into the line for three yards. And it just – it didn't work. It really didn't. Yeah. Uh, Kiki QT, 11 catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I'll say this, and DeAndre Hopkins was only five catches for 37. The blanket that they put on DeAndre Hopkins should have been – yes. And it should have been a blessing for every other receiver and tight end for the Texans. Because, okay, you're blanking in DeAndre Hopkins. We, we got other talent. QT is uh, an example of that. You have somebody else that can go over 100 yards. So he was targeted 14 times and caught 11 balls. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, but down goes the Texans. Um. Out of the sideline junkies, I gotta go back here. Uh, Jim pick Houston. Oh, me pick Houston. Myself and Bernard were the only ones who picked the Colts. Ooh, wait. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I can't say nothing. Y'all on it. Y'all the only yeah. ones who wins. Yeah. And the only reason why I picked the Texans number one is because I thought the tech the Texans won what. Nine straight, lost one, and won the rest of their games? Yeah, um, that nine-game winning streak, most of those wins came against teams that were under 500. I mean, not taking any way, taking anything away from them, but that is something that people will look at. <laughs> you know what? That, 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 jeez, that. man. I just I, I don't even I don't even know what to say. I, I don't because I, I just I just didn't expect the, the Texans to look as bad as they did. So I'm um, looking forward. They got Indianapolis. I'm mean, sorry. And Indianapolis has Kansas City next week, and Kansas City is a five and a half point favorite. That's gonna go up wow. during the week. The line's yeah. already out for it. That's going up. Oh man, I, I'm just I'm, go ahead. I, I'm I'm not sure, man, because 
of course, KC, their offense is like off the charts, but their defense is ugh, it's shaky at best. Would you dare to say suspect? Yeah, very suspect. Very suspect. So I think Andrew Luck, he might, you know, from a statistical standpoint, he might have a field day against um, the Chiefs secondary. Who's the top corner? Orlando Scandrick. Like, bro, come <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, their top corner would be Kendall Fuller. Oh, okay, Fuller. But I think Fuller's hurt. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, nah, I'm, I'm BSing you. I don't think Kendall Fuller is their top corner. I mean, I, I I'm still upset that he's gone from Washington because we kind of sort of needed him, but. I, I know he 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 produced a little bit. I don't know how many snaps he played this season, but I know he produced a little bit. But let me pull this up, see what their secondary looks like. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs. This I but I I'm scared that Patrick Mahomes is going to get into this game, and the bright lights are going to be a little too blinding for him. Yep. And then next thing you know, boom, it's over. I mean, this magical season, this ride is over. Oh man, you got Kendall Fuller, Steven Nelson, Orlando Scandrick, Traymon Smith, Chavarius Ward. Those are your four corners. But over the top, you got Eric Berry, Eric Murray, um, you got Ron Parker coming in and Daniel Sorensen. I, I don't know, man. I just don't know. But the way Indianapolis' uh, offensive line, the way they blocked was amazing. They 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 did their thing. They held up very, very well. Yeah. And then that, that rookie lineman, oh, man, that dude's a monster. If, if you don't fi- follow uh, Brian Baldinger on Twitter, do so, please. Man, he broke it down, and he said this is why – People draft guards in the first round. So if you draft, a, if your team drafts a guard in the first round, this is why. Don't don't get mad about it because the way the guard played in that game yesterday, he had uh, Jadavian. No, I'm sorry, I can't remember who the off the defensive lineman was, but he was double teaming on a tackle. Jadavian Clowney came back to the inside on a stunt, and he whips off the double team, lays Jadavian Clowney out. Like, dude, you're on a double team. You're locked in here. And all of a sudden, you whip off the double team. You're not one of the best pass rushers in the game. Damn. So, so your quarterback can stay upright and deliver a strike. That's great guard play right there. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm curious to see what uh, Frank Wright got, got up his sleeve for uh, next week, though. So – yeah. Moving over to the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks go into AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry's World, to play the Dallas Cowboys. When I, when I say shock and awe, I mean it. The Cowboys actually won a playoff game, people. I got some thoughts. Let's have it, baby. Let's have it. First off, let me say, Pete Curl, shame on you. 
Um, that was the most conservative play calling I've ever seen in an NFL game. I mean, yeah, this is the playoffs, but in a in a game period, a lot of safe throws. You kind of you, I felt like he restricted uh, Russ to really play his game. Yeah, he, and and when he did throw the when he threw the deep ball, he connected. Um, we needed to see more of that because Dallas secondary. I don't think they was ready, but he just kind of kept it like it's close, five six yards. Think it up, you know, a third and twenty. They just a, a a check throw, a dump off, or, you know, saying like a, a a run. I was like, what? What in the world? So, you know, it's it was just too conservative. So I I, I, I hate to say it, but they deserved to lose that game. It's too chill, if you ask me. You know what? You got the number one rushing attack, and. You only got Rashad Penny only had four carries for 29 yards, but he was those four carries, 29 yards, 7.3 yards a carry. Chris Carson, uh, 13 carries, 20 yards. Russell Wilson had three carries for 14. Uh, Mike Davis, four for 10. I mean, I understand you go running back by committee, but dude, come on. And then Russell Wilson, 18 and 27, 233 and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Lockett, four catches, one twenty. Um, Doug Baldwin. I'm glad I'm. This wasn't a fan counted as fantasy because Doug Baldwin gave me nothing. Three mm-hmm. catches, thirty two yards. But my whole thing was, you had Dallas biting on when they ran the read option. You had Dallas biting on the running back every time. Nobody was ever on Russ. But then when they let Russ go out to the outside. He got yards. When they he actually kept it and went, he got yards. They ran the same play three times down the field. Then on the third time, Russ keeps it and goes. I'm just wh- why? I mean, I'm not saying run him to death and but they're biting on it. Keep going. Right. Yeah. And then I think losing Sebastian Janikowski is what hurt them. He was out with a, a leg injury. Yeah. After what the first quarter or something like that? Yeah, I think towards hamstring. Jeez, and that kind of did it. And but I've never seen a punter that can't kick extra points or can't kick field goals or can't kick off. I've never seen a punter that that that's like that. Yeah, you know most punters do kickoffs as well as you know punting, but. Their, their punter didn't, and then he went to go kick an onside kick. Oh my god! Oh, it's probably top three one of the worst onside kicks I've ever witnessed, ever on any uh, level. I'm just, I'm. I'll say this now: the 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 anatomy of kicking. Now, granted, Michael Dixon's a a, a rookie. But the anatomy of kicking an onside kick is something that you practice. It's always you line the ball up, but when you kick it, you kick it from – you hit the top of the ball, so you get one little bounce, one little bounce. The third bounce is a very big hop, and that hop is the one that gets you 10 yards, and then, you you know, everybody's already down. 
and it gives you time to get under it. But this drop kick mess that he did, I'm like, dude, do you not practice coughing corner kicking? Like, all you had to do was pooch kick that thing 10 yards. Or if you just yeah. put it straight up in the air and everybody just ran down under it, down the middle, fine. But nah, you put it up in the air, you put it way far, and Cole Beasley just lets it settle right in the bread basket. Game over. Yeah, yeah pretty much just filled it. Just filled the kick. <sighs> well, and then in this game, we had a a gruesome, gruesome injury <clears throat> from yeah. to Alan Hearns, and our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Uh, I watched the replay. And I and now granted, everybody knows how I feel about the Cowboys. You know I hate the Cowboys. But you hate to see a player go down like that. And the first thing I thought is why would he tackle him like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty reckless. But if you notice, we've been seeing a lot of uh broken lower extremities, legs, ankles a lot this season. I mean, what yeah. I think that had to be third or fourth player that's broken their leg completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it in our group text. Uh, you, we were there for Alex Smith. We saw, uh, if you were watching the game, you saw Colt McCoy. Now you see Alan Hearns. I can't remember. Somebody else broke their leg too. I'm just, it, it's starting to get to the point that it's getting reckless with the tackling. Um, they 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 outlawed the cowboy collar, which was uh famous by Roy Williams because he broke To's ankle, he broke Musa Smith's leg doing it, and I I think that's a pop out. That's when you can't tackle, and Roy Williams couldn't really tackle from behind. But I, I've been around the game long enough to know if. I can get my arms on you. Even if I slide down your waist, the first thing I need to do is if I'm sliding down, wrap them legs up, and I'm going to catch you by your thighs. And if I slide down to your ankles, even better, because I can pull you, I can grab your ankles, you're going down. But I made the tackle without hurting myself and without hurting you. I understand these are grown men, multi-million dollar athletes, but every OTA, every training camp, it should be classes on how to properly tackle, how to keep your head up, how to push through the tackle without trying to kill somebody. Yeah, you can hit somebody hard as hell. Right. And it, it, it can, I mean, uh, what Ronnie Lott called it, it can be a woo lick. You can make the crowd go woo. You'll bounce up from it, and eventually once they catch their breath because you just knocked the wind out of them, they'll bounce up from it and be like, okay, I got you next time. It won't be this, oh, you just knocked this dude out and he's out for six months with a concussion. It won't be that. But uh, anyway, prayers up for Alan Hearns. Um, Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and praying he doesn't go through the turmoil that Alex Smith went through with um, the infection setting in and the talk of amputation, I'm hoping it's just everything's, you know, the healing process is good, clean, quick, and speedy. Up. So we're going to step away for a minute. Uh, let BJ tell you about the infatuation. When we come back, 
we're going to jump into today's games. Um, <laughs> we got our picks already off air, but I think me and Delonte can break it down and give you a little insight on it. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. What I tell you, right back like we never left. And guess who we got with us right now? My man, Junie. And you know this man. What's the deal, fellas? What's happening? What's happening? Delonte should be back in and joining us in a second. And there you go. Uh, we, we did uh, a little recap of yesterday uh, talking about how you and Delonte are the only ones that picked the daggone Colts. How does that feel? Man, that's an awesome feeling. But I also picked the Seahawks, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we jumped into that, and, and we, we were just talking. Uh, Delonte brought it up about Pete Carroll just being very – uh, conservative with the play calling, and it, it it was it was not the best game we've seen from the Seahawks before. I could say that. Man, I hate it, but ain't nothing I can do. Well, now looking at today's game, we got uh Baltimore and the and the Chargers getting ready to kick off in yeah about thirty minutes. Maybe a little under 30 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm sorry. So, Baltimore's a three-point favorite at home. Um, I may have been the only one of the sideline junkies to pick Baltimore. But I got y'all here. Give it to me, man. What what y'all think going to happen in this game? I think – give me one second. Uh, I actually picked Baltimore as well. You did? Oh, shoot. And this is the thing, though. I never wrote the uh, the picks down yet. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got you. And, and I think um, Lamar Jackson, he you know he he's gonna do it with the the run pass combo, just like he did the first time they played, which was what a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Baltimore, like Baltimore's defense, is gonna be a little too much for the Chargers. Um, hey, man, but props goes out to Philip Rivers, man. He played a he had a hell of a season. Matter of fact, the Chargers as a team had a hell of a season, but Baltimore got their number, and I think it's going to continue to show today. So I picked the Ravens to win 24-14. You know, on that game, man, I think I'm going against the Ravens. I don't like the Ravens, even though I want to pick the win. I just feel like the Chargers have Lamar Jackson's number, even though I feel like Nobody can stop that when he's putting that ball in somebody's chest and their stomach and then pulling it back out and running. I do feel like nobody can stop that. I do want to pick the Ravens to win this game, but I don't want to see them win. So I take the Chargers, 27-24. Well, you know what? I said this uh, to the professor earlier this week. You know what this the way Lamar Jackson is playing, and he only he started in week eleven. But do you know what this really is? This is what twenty twelve was supposed to look like for the Redskins. If RG three never got hurt with the LCL injury, the uh ACL injury, none of that. He would have never got hurt with none of that. This is what the Redskins could have looked like in twenty twelve. They they could have been this dominant and racked up what? Six well he was six and one in seven weeks. Yeah. Six yeah. and one. 
Now the Redskins in the last seven weeks went seven and zero. They went seven straight games, but hey, with the help of Kirk Cousins. Hey, Kev, you know what though? For real, man. And it's funny because when I speak about the Ravens, man, I, I'm always two sided because I really do want to see Lamar Jackson do well because they wanted him to go to receiver. He mm-hmm. said, "No, that's not my position. I'm a quarterback." So I do want to see him progress, but I guess I don't want to see him as a Raven progress, but I really do want to see Lamar Jackson go to the top and show them he's a quarterback. And the part about it, Junior, we've been high on Lamar Jackson long before the draft. We've been talking about him. That's right. This right here, this is no bandwagon for us. We've been with him from the get-go. So I'm just – I'm, I'm I'm really curious to see how they go. I hope they don't change anything. I hope Baltimore doesn't change anything, and they keep doing what what works. And a lot of people don't like the simple fact that he's showcasing his running and his passing, but he's not passing enough. All he's doing is running. That's it. They're gonna get on to that. But guess what? If it's working, why change it? They winning. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Got him a divisional title. Yeah, exactly. So, I. I I, I don't know. Um, a lot of people are calling for Flacco to come back, but a lot of Baltimore fans are like, nah, let Flacco stay where he at. Start taking trade offers for him now. Yeah. But now on the flip side, we got the the, the, the charges. And Phillip Rivers, I mean, how, how many times has San Diego started off really, really slow? Then he you start seeing smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire. That's right. And then all of a sudden, they heat up, and they go into the playoffs, and somebody just dumps a cold bucket of water on them. I'm, I'm scared to say. And I picked Baltimore because I think Baltimore's a better team, but I, I think the Chargers might have what it takes to beat Baltimore. They might. And if they do, hey, look out the rest of the NFC. I'm sorry. Because uh, the Chargers might be like that for real, for real team. And then it might come down to the Chargers and Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Maybe. Yeah, and, and, I, and if it were to come to them, th- those two, I got San Diego winning. Like, no questions asked. Mm. Hey, that would be a great game. They battled each other all season long. Yeah. And uh, I know you kept a close eye on it because that's your division. Yes, sir. But, gee, me Christmas, man. Uh, these playoffs are going to be exciting, and they have already already started off as exciting. Uh, jumping on the NFC side, the defending champ, Philadelphia Eagles, going to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, um, I'll let you take this one because I, I can't – I don't know. I think, uh, you know, the, the rain comes to an end for the Eagles. Nick Foles, he's not 100%. Hell, I don't even think he's 80%. He's probably like 71%. Um, but, you know, he's going to play – I guess they got the other kid. What's his name? Sutfield or Sudafed or what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know the other kid's name. Uh, no, no diss to him, but um, you know, I, I, I just think the 
the Bears defense, man, they it's gonna be way too much for Philly to handle. Uh, Philly's defense, they're gonna show up. You know, they got um Cox Senate, you know, so they their def- you know the defensive line, they're gonna do their thing, but I just think the Bears defense is just like next level good for you know, this season. So yeah, I picked the Bears to win twenty four to nine. All right, Junie. Philadelphia, Chicago. What's your thoughts on that right there, man? Hey, man, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think Nick Foles is on a mission. And I think he's going to take this team back to where he took them, back to where they were last year. I'm not going to say they're going to win it all. But right now, Nick Foles is on a mission. And he's been studying that Chicago defense. Even though I'm down with that Chicago defense. I love Khalil McEnroe and the rest of them guys. But Nick Foles and Philip Eagles gonna take this game uh twenty-one to twenty. It's gonna be a barn hey, burner. Oh, I'm 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 sorry, can I jump in and ask a quick question? Let's say sure. hypothetically Nick Foles takes the Eagles to uh the the NFC championship game at least. Do you consider trading uh Wentz and keeping Foles? Or do you just you still let Foles go out in our free agency? Hell, that's hey, a, a great hey, question. Man. Let me start on that one. That's been all over ESPN, all over the TVs, man, all over the Sport News Network, right? They've been saying Carson Wentz, no matter what happened, is the future of that fan track, that franchise. Even though Nick Foles is, is throwing down MVP of the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. They're still saying Carson Wentz is the face of the franchise. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, you put it in a perspective, Junior. I mean, the money is tied up into uh, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Nick Foles is not making a whole bunch. So if they let Nick Foles go, the only thing that will probably hurt, you don't have that quality backup. But, uh, man. If you trade him, then what the hell is going to happen if Carson Wentz goes down again? Yeah, cause right. This, this is what two seasons in a row now he's gone. Right. Mhm. And then, uh, but the thing is, if you wind up keeping him, do you stunt Carson Wentz's growth as a quarterback? If you make Nick Foles the starter, and make Carson Wentz the backup. Right. And then I how how long is Nick Foles gonna sit on the bench? I mean, I don't think it's any any uh I don't think it's any animosity between these two or you know, between them and the team. But how you know, when you got somebody that wants to play, they they gonna wanna play. They're not gonna wanna sit on the the the, the, the bench and watch somebody else take all the, the, the glory they should be getting, but a lot of people feel that Nick Foles is the better of the two because of, you know, experience, but geez, that is a, I mean, it's a tough situation to be in, but I know a lot of teams that envy that situation that would like to be in that situation where you got two quarterbacks that, you know, could potentially take you all away, and all you got to do is build around. That's right. Yep. But on that Chicago side, man, 
gee, you talk about that defense. I, you know, I, I love the defense. I love defense. Period. Right. I'm. I'm not saying that this is the '85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens. Not saying that at all. But this defense, they were already good. Khalil Mack made them scary good because yes. you never know what he's going to do. I just, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm just hoping that the offense can show up with uh, Mitch Trubisky. But you got Eddie Goldman. Akeem Nix, uh, Nick Williams, just to name a few, um, Khalil Mack. I mean, you got – then you got a secondary. You got Prince of Mukamura back there, uh, Deion Bush, Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson. You got players back there that can rotate in and out in that secondary. I think they're going to come up with a lot – of turnovers. I think they're going to force Nick Foles into <laughs> a lot of bad plays. So expect at least three turnovers from this uh, Chicago defense. No, sir. No, sir. No, I, sir. I, yeah, I got to disagree as well. Ugh. Really? Nick Foles yeah. is too experienced. Look, look at this man in the Super Bowl against who was the New England Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a good defense. I mean, Nick Foles, is, to me, he's just a very experienced. He's smart. He know to get rid of that ball because he know that that Mack truck is coming for him. That Mack truck and that defense is coming for him, so he's not going to hold on to that ball. Mm. Well, well, well. Jeez. <laughs> you know what? Y'all bring up great points, great points, but I don't know. I mean, uh, we're going to find out. And that's, it's going to be. Tonight, right? Yeah. That's at uh, 4, 430. 440. Yeah. 440. Hey, 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 hold on for one second. Let me, let me make this announcement. If you all are out there listening to the sideline junkies, spread the words. Tell your friends. Tell your uncles. Tell your mamas. Tell your daddies. To turn oh, into, oh. tune into the sideline junkies and listen to our sports talk for 2019. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> Couldn't have said it no better. And that's one of those uh, 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 in-show sponsorships from the man himself, Junie. <laughs> now, the you know, Philadelphia and Chicago got a history. And, you know, me personally, you know, we all know our football history. These two played in the Fog Bowl. I, I doubt if we're going to get Fog Bowl atmosphere today. But I'm just – I don't know. This this kind of sort of feels like it's going to be one of them old-school games. But I think Chicago going to run away with this. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Chicago is going to take this one 24 to, like, 16. Hey, hey Ken, I'm going to let Delonte talk some, too. I'm sorry. But I just feel like when it comes to experience, that defense is on point, right? But I think Nick Foles just got too much experience. Uh, than Trubisky. But uh, I think it will be a good game, just like, you know, it, it's going to be a good game. I can't wait to it. Come on. Indeed. Uh, oh, before we get it, before we even go any further, the sideline junkies picked 
almost every game this season. Almost every game. We missed uh one a nine o'clock game early in the season. It was a game that came on at nine thirty. It's the only game we missed. On a Sunday morning, right? Yeah. <sighs> Man. I don't know how he did it. But he, the slimmest of margins you can win by. One game. BJ took it all at mm. 160, 90, and two. Delonte second place, 159, 91, and two. Junie. With a hold on, let me say this. Junie and BJ week 17 was the one of the most impressive weeks that we've had in quite some time. Both of them went 13 and 3. Like, how in the world do you go 13 and 3, Junie, and still wind up two games back? I, you did everything right. But I think BJ copied your he copied your picks, man. <laughs> hey, you mean tell me he jumped up and took the first place? Yep. Because what, wow. what was he? He was in second place. Um, going back through everything, I would have sworn it would have been Delonte, but BJ yeah, and Delonte, Delonte jumped out of the gate early, right? And he ran, he ran away. I mean, I remember Delonte was six, seven games ahead, and yeah, he had that early. one bad week. And matter of fact, I think week seventeen might have been the best week that we ever had. Uh, I mean. Jim won 12 games. Everybody won double-digit games except for me. Jeez. Oh, wow. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Um, yeah, I think I, I think so. I think week 17 was the best week that we've had. Looking back at the at the picks and everything, man, just absolute beast. But they telling me that Vegas has better uh, picks than us. No, Vegas can pick the odds, but we pick the games. That's right. Yes, sir. And every game, I, you want to win some money, you listen to the sideline junkies. That's what you do. Man, we, we you know what? I think 2019, we need to look into opening up our own sports book. Hey, but that's how money, right? Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Hey, BJ say, we, we, we get the phone number, had an 800 number, and we just start picking the games on the 800 number, man. We could win some really, really big money. 160 games, fellas. 160 games. But everybody won over 145 games. Come on. What? Everybody. I uh, Now, you was 158 and 62. Jim was 148 and 102. I was 149 and 101. We won hellified games this year. Wow. Wow. Like, I, I need to do the math on that. That is well over. Of course, it's over. that's over 700 games that we won this year combined. I'm just, hey, man, I, I'm proud to be a part of it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, same here, man. God, super impressive. People need to take heed. Well, that's our breakdown, our uh, <laughs> recap, everything. Uh, of course, our home is right here on Anchor, but you can also hear us 
on Radio Public, uh, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. On social media, Twitter, Instagram, Sideline Junkies, Facebook, Sideline Junkies, Colon Podcast. Um, the email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. And don't forget sidelinejunkies.com. We do have our own website. So, fellas, let me get your closing thoughts before we get out of here. Uh, I just like to say, um, those who are, you know, who have been rocking with us, listening to us, we definitely appreciate the support. Um, you know, piggyback off what Junie said, you know, tell your aunts, your aunties, your uncles, your mom, your pops, tell your neighbors, tell your colleagues, you know, to tune in the Sideline Junkies 2019 because, you know, we're going to definitely provide better content. And that's it. Enjoy the games. I just want to say thank you all for the support. Keep supporting us for 2019 and we we will bring you better uh, situations, better games. And uh, like Delonte said, keep rocking with us. Enjoy the games. Happy New Year. Hey, I, I reiterate what the fella said. Uh, keep right there with us. Just, you know, we, we're not going to let you down. So, uh, but do this. Stay tuned later on today. Uh, Junie, Delonte, myself, will have our team assessments from uh, – the regular season. I, and I, when I say team assessment, I mean our personal teams. BJ posted his last night and he talked about his bills in length. Um, hey, the rest of us are coming with ours too. So we can get all that out there and let you know how we felt about our teams. And this is one of those times where none of the sideline junkies teams made the playoffs. Well, unless you count uh, special correspondent Allen there because uh, his team won last night. But, I mean, he's one of those good Cowboy fans. So we can't give him too much, you know, grief about it. All right, fellas. Let's go ahead and get up out of here. Get get in front of the TV, settle in, get your popcorn, your sausage sandwich, whatever you're going to eat. Get ready for this game. Yes, Peace. Sir. All right, junkies out. All right.